Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Backmarkers F1 show. This is episode number 56. We're here to recap another exciting F1 race, the British Grand Prix. I'm glad to have everyone along, Chris Cato, Tyler McDonald, and Shaker Barty alongside. And first of all, thank you to every, all the new subscribers. Once again, we've had a couple more since uh, the last week, and we got a lot of good responses and comments on our previous podcast previewing this race. So keep it up. We're on the push to 1,000. So if you're new to the show, just do, a, do us a favor and subscribe down below before you continue. Um, we're close to 1,000, so hoping to get there before the summer break. But we got some other news uh, to, to get to today with the British Grand Prix. And I'll be honest with you. I was telling you guys this before the race, too. I was a bit under the weather this weekend, so I couldn't fully pay attention to this race and, and invest the energy into it. And I watched the race after a ridiculous five-hour Wimbledon final. That was, Ooh, that was yeah. heartbreaking. That was, yeah. Very good. So emotionally, I was very oh, yeah, you're a all guy. over the place. Yeah, yeah it's right. You're better. Too much. My points. dad was pretty upset. <laughs> <laughs> Same with mine. We all were. Fucking Djokovic. Um, anyways, so I did watch the race. I did enjoy it, though, because it was a good race. And I must say, because I was asking you guys, I was, I was hearing the Sky Sports uh, broadcasters there saying it was better than Austria. And I was at the time kind of thinking like, oh, well, you know, they're sort of just saying that because it's Silverstone, it's the UK. But you guys were saying that you, you'd agree with them. And, and you're, Tyler, you're saying that in terms of the on-track battle all the way from, you know, let's say third to 17th and 18th, there was action all the way through. And it was more so in Austria just that it was a battle for the race win. But yeah, this race provided us with a lot more wheel-to-wheel action than Austria did. Yeah, two good races on the double. How about that? Crazy, Who would have right? thought? Yeah, this F1? True. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I thought this was F2. Well, um, two big uh, uh, British ones this weekend, too. England won the uh, Quaker World Cup. Did true. they? Yeah, same oh, day. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. So two, yeah. Oh, and they also had uh, Jack Aiken win the F2 race. Damn. The yeah. sprint yeah. race. So the sprint race. Good good, uh, good weekend for uh, very good weekend. for England in general. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's a case of two different races, like two different exciting styles one was for the lead and you know to see who's going to win and that dramatic you know happened throughout the, the the latter part of the race where the british grand prix as uh sev agrees <laughs> was uh throughout the the whole race and it was throughout the whole field which was nice to see um on track battles pit lane battles yeah, uh, yeah between no max and, and charles and red bull and ferrari which was amazing to watch and you know Kudos to Red Bull, who set a world record pit stop time. I wasn't sure if it was on that max stop, but uh, 1.91 seconds. Which Piers. Was, it was Piers? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is unbelievable. Ridiculous. It's really well done. We yeah. were talking how well Williams was doing in their pit yeah. stops. But. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it really is all like, it's not even a tenth of a second, right? Williams had 1.98. I think they had 1.98. Oh, did they? Oh, no. Was it Red Bull broke their own record? Yeah, then? well, it was, was Red it? Bull and Williams tied with that okay, record right. from a few years back. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Regardless, it, like, I mean, when you think about it, like, we're talking 1.91 seconds. It, it took you two seconds to say 1.91 seconds. Yeah. yeah. You, I mean, you can't even break down that pit stop because it would take you way longer than the actual pit stop. Yeah. So, especially they, they show the camera angle with the wheel gun, just how quick it was and how efficient it was. That that's crazy. I mean, I know like we we debate maybe sometimes of which pit stops were better with refueling and stuff like that. But I mean, it's still really impressive to see the court because it's coordination all. all yeah, it is. is. Yeah. It's, it's a one. poetry motion dance. Yeah. It's a dance. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was it was just two completely different races. But personally, I thought you know the Austrian Grand Prix had its lulls. Um, yes, it was a, a fantastic race and very exciting. 
um, the, the the British Grand Prix was exciting throughout and through the whole yeah. race. And uh, no matter who, we <coughs> excuse me, whoa, excuse me, <laughs> who you're watching, whether it was at the beginning of the race, Hamilton and Bottas, you know, in the middle of the race, you know, after um, Giovinazzi bended in the sand, <laughs> um, you know, we had the safety car restart, uh, Lewis starting up in the lead because of that whole thing. Norris and um, and Ricardo had great battles throughout the race. Pierre Gasly, um, who raced phenomenally, uh, we could finally say that the first time this year. Yeah, good for him. Um, took a while. You know, yeah, I was going to, about Pierre Gasly, I was going to say he, at the beginning, it looked like he was just being a really good teammate, ke- uh, keeping it all together for uh, for Max. But after that, uh, after that incident with Vettel, it was Pierre Gasly really stepped up yeah. to uh, to bring it for the rest of the race. Yeah, and that incident, yeah. Um, we'll get into it later. We'll get it. Yeah. We'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> hey, just on Gasly, too, the whole weekend, I think FP2, he finished first. Yeah, they put him on the soft tire, but I think that was nicely done by Red Bull just to give him that confidence to see yeah, your name on the top of the time sheet. So, yeah. yeah, I think overall probably I'd say maybe his best F1 weekend so far, and hopefully he can build on it. Uh, I don't know if his best F1 weekend. I think he's had better drives in the Toro Rosso. But oh, true. I yeah, I meant for this year. Oh, for, for, for this Red year, Bull, absolutely. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I think that's his best week this year by a long shot. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's. But I mean, we've we've been crapping on him throughout the whole year, so let's give him credit where credits due. So good work from Pierre. Maybe sure. maybe he takes all the comments though and just uses it. Maybe maybe he listens maybe, to our maybe, podcast. Maybe we should, like, should should talk up <laughs> screw some these more guys and, and he'll do better and better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we were pretty fair with him though. We, we, I don't think we were that mean. But no, no. He heard Hulkenberg was gonna come steal yeah. his ride. <laughs> right? Like, no. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, Hulkenberg was this weekend yeah. very so pissed it's uh it should be very interesting to see how that entire story plays out the plot thickens in silly season after that team radio message at the end of the race yeah um, it does and you could tell the engineer was kind of like oh, we'll hold we'll like, settle yeah. down we'll deal with this after yeah we'll talk <laughs> about it once your head sets off <laughs> i mean to be fair like he has a great point yeah uh, you know it kind of is yeah. the, his engineer's team's fault uh, of what happened there yeah, I mean, Charles Leclerc has been the victim of that kind of yeah. this whole season, right, with just questionable strategies. So yeah. I think it's good for the driver to kind of some. T- I mean, we saw K- Kimi similar uh, in this race last year where he had to serve the 10 second and he was like, well, what, I'm not allowed to think anymore? Okay. Yeah. So it's it's sometimes good for the driver to just kind of, you know, be a little bit more assertive. And yeah. Well, I mean, Lando Norris is a perfect example of that for this <laughs> yeah. race where yeah. – now they he knew halfway through the race that they had messed up his team strategy and he told them right away he's like we've already messed up the team strategy so like I'll just keep racing I guess I'll yeah. do what I need to yeah <clears throat> where you know on the other side Carlos Sainz perfect you know uh, perfect strategy carried him all the way through and he had a fantastic race I don't Great. think it's really McLaren's fault that is no bad strategy I think it was a it's bad luck. it was it was a safety luck. car yeah and, yeah I'm not blaming McLaren for it but. Poorly uh, timed for McLaren and poorly timed for Valtteri. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. And then, yeah, Carlos Sainz had an unbelievable race. Mm-hmm. Great battles with Daniel Ricciardo throughout the most – well, throughout it. And it seems like Daniel Ricciardo's kind of chosen his team. He wants to race this season now. <laughs> McLaren, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah McLaren. that's a good <laughs> battle. <laughs> Carlos is a smooth operator, so. Smooth <laughs> operator. You saw that, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was really happy. Like, a, uh, you know, a good drive for him, too, and – <clears throat> Another guy that kind of benefited from the whole race scenario with the safety cars and everything. But, yeah, the last 10, 12 laps or so with Ricardo, he was pretty much qualifying laps. So. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, again, w- which brings it to back to you guys' point, saying that the race was more exciting. You know, it was all the way through the end we saw these battles. So, you know, even though the front was kind of determined already, but, af- you know, after second place, there was 
battles for positions all the way till you know 16 17 yeah so that was great um so you know getting into the individual incidents there was a couple in this race that that's kind of the talking point um a, a couple of days removed after the race we can start with just the beginning with the two mercs uh going at it valtteri and lewis it was nice to see valtteri get his elbows out uh, a little bit and he pulled off a great overtake going into uh, I'm not exactly sure which turn it is, but the blind right-hander. Yeah. Before uh, the sequence of uh, maggots, Beckett's, and uh, I think it's Chapel. down the Chapel. Yeah, down the hangar straight. So that was a great battle, and I was hoping to get more of that, but unfortunately, because of the safety car, we didn't really get to see them battle too much head to head. So yeah, I think it's unfortunate for Valtteri again with how the race sort of played out. Not really by own his own mistakes, but just got unlucky with the safety car. Wasn't able to come back afterwards and, and challenge Lewis, but still, I mean, he he did get pole position in, at Lewis's home race, which is something that's really difficult to do. So some positives for him, but again, it's still frustrating. I think. Yeah, it gotta be very frustrating. I mean, I think Hamilton would have got by him if he didn't pit. Um, so it was a smart strategy call for Mercedes to to pit ooh, to pit Valtteri. I had a tough time speaking today. <laughs> yeah. Um, smart to pit Valtteri when they did. Um, and you know, it was kind of, I was kind of baffled whether they kept like keeping Lewis out there. Cause I'm like, well, the Valtteri is just going to well, keep going away with it. And then the safety guard came out and you're like, wow, like, they, they talk the with Giovinazzi. Yeah. They did, yeah. <laughs> you just think the chances, like what are the chances that happened? And it was just great luck for Hamilton. Well, I mean, it almost so happened at the end of the race where they were trying to bring Lewis Hamilton into the pit, and then apparently Valtteri had an issue with his car. He could feel it shaking a little bit. Yeah, so they had, Yeah, they mm. had a vibration in his car, and they had to bring him in, bring him in right away rather than Lewis. I would have been like, I would, if I was Valtteri, this see, like, I would have been like, I would have, I don't know, I would have, uh, if I knew they were bringing Lewis in, I would have just ignored team orders oh, and yeah. just kept going. That's <laughs> why you couldn't bring him in, Lewis, in my opinion, because yeah. Valtteri would have stayed out. Yeah. yeah. So... That would have been fun, though. Oh, it would have been awesome. It would have been so dramatic. <laughs> but then again, well, you know, we must say how impressive from Lewis Hamilton to set the fastest lap on the hard yeah. tire. You on the Warren. very final lap. Warren yeah. hard tires. Yeah. yeah. I, so who pitted for soft to try and set the fastest lap? Vettel? <laughs> oh, it's Valtteri. <laughs> I thought it was someone else. No, it was Valtteri. It was Valtteri. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Disappointing. <laughs> uh, it, you know, then, I mean, it, it is impressive. I don't know which engine modes he was using maybe Valtteri didn't turn up the engine and just use the pace of the new tires um but i mean regardless well it was a little surprising to me though that he would push because we've seen two years ago ferrari have major punctures at this circuit yeah. so yeah. it's a high load circuit on the tire so for you to push the very last lap and he was pushing pretty hard 30 lap old hard tires like and you're watching that car go through and you're like oh he's he's giving it he's, right yeah, now he, yeah so, I mean, pretty impressive by him to at least give the fans a lot of excitement on the last lap and to put it all out there instead of just bringing the car home because, you know, I mean, he doesn't make too many mistakes, but one mistake or uh, picks up a puncture here and there, and there goes the race win. So, yeah, another clinical performance by him, and you were saying his 80th victory. Uh, yeah, I think that's what Crofty's Instagram picture said, 80th oh. victory. Sixth British Grand Prix, it's it's the record. Um, so he has, he had six, he had five coming into this. Now he has six. So I think he's the most successful ever, right? Yeah. At Silverstone, I think. At Silverstone, yeah. Yeah. Because before uh, I think it was, um, was it Jackie Stewart or? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. Alan something? I don't think it was Alan Prost. It was Alan Prost. Oh no, you know who it was? It was, um, Jim Clark. Ah, 
It was, oh, yeah, okay. that's what I was thinking. Correct. Of. Yeah. So, and it was a good weekend for him. I mean, all the British fans were coming out, great energy, and just renewed the track for another five years. Yeah. It, you could see everybody's energy, which was really great. I mean, sold out as as usual. Yeah. I think what they said, the, the race day attendance was, what, 141,000? Yeah, I think so. That's yeah. insane amount of people. It's a lot of people. Um, but, uh, no, it's an iconic race, and it gave us uh, another one of those fantastic British Grand Prix races. We saw that last year, and uh, again this year. I think it's uh, always a... I'm glad it's back on the calendar because it provides quality races. It's an old-school track. We don't see that mesh happen that often, where it's an old-school track and still provides top-quality racing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a great circuit, so we're we're really happy to have it uh, on the Chip calendar. Chip Clark and Alan Prost are tied. Ah, oh, so it is Alan Well Prost. done. <laughs> yep, there you go. Um, so moving on into the second, well, which was kind of my favorite battle or favorite part of the race was Max Verstappen versus Charles Leclerc. Yeah. Um, kind of happened, uh, not exactly sure which laps it was going to, but, <coughs> excuse me, I wanted to talk about this battle because it this is sort of the battle that, f1 needs right now and also going into the future and we're probably going to get this a lot more five ten years down from the road when these two are going to be battling out for world championships when the likes of vettel and hamilton are retired and what i loved especially from charles leclerc as well is that he learned from austria he wasn't too complacent about the incident and saying that it wasn't fair you know he, he didn't want really want max to be penalized he learned from it and said okay if that's how we're going to do it then i'm just going to do it like that but yeah. even better and we saw that. I mean, they were pushing each other off the track, trying to overtake even off the track. It was phenomenal racing. It was awesome. Yeah, it was really good. I think that was the most like intense racing I've seen in the past year. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't think I can think of another instance. Um, like, Monaco was a stressful one from last year just to see what would happen with Daniel Ricciardo. But I don't think I've seen any, like, battle that I was sat through the entire race and was at the edge of my seat to see what would happen with the outcome. Two guys are there, like, about to crash. But... Just don't. Don't? Yeah. <laughs> it was um, so close. Well, no, yeah. E- even in the pit lane, like we were saying, great pit lane battles. Um, <coughs> yeah. Um, we were talking about earlier, we thought there was going to be a be, be a penalty given to Max for that to basically jump up right ahead. But they did a really good job avoiding each other, and but also keeping each other in the race throughout the entire thing. So Yeah, I was really worried that they're, we're going to give Max a five-second, you know, unsafe release penalty or something. But they didn't. Thank when, God. When I saw Luiz, he was one of the uh, driver stewards. I was like, okay, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> At least we got one former F1 driver there, so we're all right. But I know it's always sketchy, right, with the stewards. Cause yeah. Well, especially after big, this year, it's just like, oh, yeah. who knows. But it seems like they're starting to kind of come around. Relax. And they're starting to, yeah, relax. Exactly. They, and they're letting these boys do what they want to do. And it wasn't just Verstappen, Leclerc. It was Ricardo and Norris and with Sainz. And Kvyat, we also had a lot of good wheel-to-wheel yeah, battles. Great wheel-to-wheel racing, Vettel and uh, Vettel and wheel-to-bumper wheel racing. <laughs> wheel to bumper. Yeah, I was gonna say, was that really racing? Yeah. But with Max and Charles, you know, this is they've been doing it since karting. Yeah, yeah, they have. And like you said, it's gonna be a battle we see in the future. And I think I said it on last week's review. Sorry, well, not last week, but last race review in Austria on how this is a t- we're getting a taste of what we're gonna see in the future. Um, and I think this is just kind of a, another appetizer in a you know ten course in, meal we're gonna have down yeah. the line. <laughs> um, Great analogy, Tyler. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I really stretched that one. Um, but we'll see how how this all plays out because it, you know if this continues, we have that battle going on, and 
I feel like Lando Norris is going to be F1. part of that battle in the future as Definitely well. Definitely could be. Yeah, um, I think so. But yeah, don't like you said. It's 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 what we have looking forward. You know, it's there's a lot to look forward to uh, with the next five to ten years of the drivers we're going to be seeing. A lot of great young drivers. Yeah, and uh, we were talking about it earlier with Williams uh, drivers. You know, getting out of that eight, nineteenth, and twentieth. Fourteenth and fifteenth yeah. for Williams. <laughs> Basically a points finish, so, pretty much. Yeah, and with, what, three British drivers for the British Grand Prix this year? Throw in Albon. Yeah, Albon's yeah. technically a fourth, but yeah. races under the tie flag because of his parents, yeah. I believe. So, I mean, overall, very good. And you, you know, did you guys read this comment with Alex Albon uh, pulling a Vettel and Vettel pulling... Uh, no, it was Danny Kvyat. Danny Kvyat putting a vet, uh, pulling a Vettel at the end of in the British Grand Prix and speaking in Italian back to uh, Toro Rosso. I did see oh, that. Did see and that, then... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then Vettel, uh, you know, crashing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Kvyat speaks like five or six languages. Yeah, I heard He's about that too. Insanely smart. Yeah. So very smart man. Yeah. And his English is very very good. Yeah. Like normally with with Russians, you can kind of tell that more. It's like a thicker uh, Russian accent with some Russians, but his, uh, yeah. Like I some I was reading somewhere that he knows like four or five different yeah, languages I was almost that fluently. As well. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, a lot of these drivers, it's it always impresses me with these uh, athletes. Um. And, and yeah, and with with Matt with Verstappen and Leclerc, it's the battle that we need. If the championship isn't going to be as exciting, then this is a great point to kind of sort of sell it to the fans too. Because if you got somebody that isn't really familiar with F one, and you show them this on track battle between these two guys, they're going to be like, "Wow, this is great." Yeah. Here's yeah. an idea. Um, just because I've been watching the Tour de France a little bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> they have a young. Riders Awards, the top rider that under the age of 23 or 25, or whatever it is. Would you like to see something like that introduced in F1 where you have the F1 World Championship and then the F1 Young Drivers Award or Championship for the drivers do, underneath the age of 23? Do they not have that? No. No. They That's have like, shocking to me because every other sport has that. Yeah. yeah. I like, mean, and it's just a different world title. Like it, it's, it's All the points go to the same spot, but just those points also transfer to the the under twenty three championship for the drivers in Formula One. I w- I don't know if I would like to see an under twenty three championship, but I would like to see an award given to something like a young driver. Yeah, but you'd have to year. like you'd have to have a point system, a of point some system kind. to yeah, get that young kind. driver. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that's why I mean, just transfer the points over, like they go to both standings. Yeah, no, I could see that's that. That's what yeah. the Tour de France does, and then just instead of a yellow jacket, they get the uh, the white jacket. I think is what it is. Yeah, I think that they have to invest in the younger generation because yeah. I mean, just to compare, like we were talking about tennis off the top of the show, they've the ATP has made a huge push to push the next generation because, like, when Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic retire, tennis is going to take a massive hit. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's sure. the greatest era ever, and when those guys leave, it's going to be a massive plummet. So they're really ramping up promotion and. They do, like, the regular professionals, they have the World Tour Finals, and then they have the next-gen finals in a different city. So it's a good way to promote the new players and the younger generation at the end of the year, which I think it's great. So with F1, I think something like that might not be a bad idea to have this, you know, rookie of the year kind of championship or award. It doesn't even have to be rookie of the year. Like, like it can be... If yeah, your young driver of the year. Young driver, yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. Brian Hartley wouldn't, even though he's a rookie <laughs> right. last year, he wouldn't count. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or like Max would be counting for like eight years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he'd probably win it every year. Um, but yeah, you come up with some point system, like not just on points you score in the races, because obviously like Leclerc would have an advantage yeah. being in Ferrari. Yeah. But just you know, in terms of maybe uh, you know driver, I I don't know how they would rank it, but 
for sure, I think it would be something. I mean, it, it's the most exciting part of the year, right? Seeing these young guys battle it out. And mm-hmm. they're all coming from F2, and they're still driving like they're in F2. And yeah. unfortunately, you know, the, the broadcast always can't focus on the midfield because you're focused on the top three positions. But that racing is so far the best this season. So I, I wouldn't think it's a bad idea to have something like that. No, that's let's a do it. Good okay. point. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to us, F1. Yeah. <laughs> If this uh, idea comes in the next like month, I'm gonna be like, ah, we're taking credit. Then yeah, well then you gotta then you gotta get that lawsuit going. Copyright. <laughs> um, actually, I guess speaking of lawsuit and copyrights, we can talk about yeah, Haas F1. On? What yeah, what is going what is on going with on? Rich Energy? I mean, first of all, like this they company, seem like a like a 16 year old bitching to, to their mom about Twitter or <laughs> about their Twitter, mom yeah. on Twitter is yeah. what I'm trying to say. I feel like, like this what? company. It's like one of those fronts for money launderers or something. It has you know to what be. I mean? Like it's just so weird. They're They've been sketchy since day one. I've never heard of them. And, I mean, like, I'm not a big energy drink guy, but you know the big ones like Monster and Red Bull. I've never heard of like Rich Energy NOS. until F1 Nobody, yeah. The no, whole bunch of ones. Nobody's ever heard of this company. Like, you can't buy their stuff outside of the UK, I think, and maybe online in every couple of places. And it's stupid expensive. Apparently, it's very good with uh, with vodka. <laughs> I'm sure probably just to stomach did, it. Did Kevin Magnuson tell you that? Or? No, Rich Energy did, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and so they ju- they just come out of nowhere. Supposedly they have all this money. I don't know. And then, yeah, just recent weeks, they, they've terminated the contract on Twitter. Haas said they didn't. Now Rich Energy is saying that they have, they've got the whole lawsuit going on with the other company because of over- the similarities with the logo. And now they've renamed Rich Energy. And let me just check what it was again. They're renamed to Lightning Volt. Is that is that on Twitter too? Yeah. You well, know, okay. they haven't renamed it on Twitter yet. So, first of all, there's an energy drink called Jolt already. There's also a lighting company and film called Lightning Volt. So they're not I'm, even verified on Twitter. <laughs> there you yeah, go. I don't trust anything they say. <laughs> How are they not verified on Twitter? Then again, there's some crazy people that are verified, so I don't really think the bar is that high. Oh, this is their latest tweet. Lobbying for the removal of the CEO, largest shareholder, and founder of your title partner is repu- uh, is oh is a repertory breach. Haas F1. Mr. Story was also personal ge- guarantee of your contract. It is like Rich Energy seeking to remove Gene Haas. <laughs> I missed the noise. Let's get <laughs> let's get real. <laughs> what is this? But like the he thing- runs the Twitter himself. He doesn't have a marketing team to run the Twitter. Seriously? He, yeah, he's he's doing all he's doing all this by himself. Uh, they also follow or or um, sponsor Luke Mosey, uh, who's a uh, he's a bike rider. I don't know why you would try to, you know, just join F1 as a sponsor and go <laughs> as, after Red Bull Could as your you, number one competition. I'm gonna send you this tweet and you're gonna send it, put it up. Okay, <laughs> okay. we're gonna put this photo up right now. And it's, I guess this is this is Big Phil Campion. He's the uh, official champion of the Cadet Force, best-selling author who has presented TV for Sky. Big Phil's War Inquiries, uh, <laughs> and it has this thing here, and he says the drink that apparently isn't a drink. And it's him with a bunch of cases of rich energy. Wow, so apparently he found some. Um, this is a weird tweet. I don't understand. And I feel like he... I don't understand either. It's just some <laughs> random guy. He's verified on Twitter and, and rich energy isn't. So I don't know what's going on. Nobody does. Nobody really does. They're, it's a strange... If you're company. the owner of rich energy, please comment down in the <laughs> comment section oh, below. Let us know. You will. You will, too. <laughs> At least send some cases of rich energy. Yeah, like, let us know you're real. Like, you can sponsor us if you want. <laughs> But like, that that's we're not verified either. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. It works out. 
Yeah, it's weird. It's a really strange part. And I mean, I guess Haas doesn't really need this considering how badly their season's gone and yeah. now they're dealing with all this. It wouldn't be like it'd be cool if Monster came in and sponsored them. They sponsored the NASCAR series, which G Haas has a team in. Yeah. Which is, you think that would make more sense for Monster to sponsor? I don't know why NASA's a sponsor F1. It's like the perfect racing energy drink. Probably not enough money. Yeah, they're <laughs> probably true. they're which they're smaller. Begs drink. the question where this company got the money. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, there's your Haas F1 rich energy drama for the week. We'll see how it plays out because there's a lot of lawsuits going on yeah. with that company. So we'll see with the next race what happens with we Lightning have Volt Haas F1 team. We could have a, a livery change. So like yeah, just a big lightning bolt in the middle. Yeah, we could. They could not be black and gold anymore. They could go back to their regular colors. Like who knows what's gonna happen. I'd say like a bright blue with a yellow lightning bolt. <laughs> oh, Sauber esque. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yikes. Um. Okay. So moving on, uh, we'll talk about the the incident, the wheel to bumper contact between Verstappen and Vettel. Um, Racing incident. <laughs> just kidding i think it was pretty clear to to everyone that it, it was not a well I well mean, it, it is a racing incident it a racing but it's incident. and it's an incident that obviously warranted a penalty now i mean like, you know you could have easily not penalized it because vettel was out of the race anyway but yeah i mean at that point like i i honestly had no problem with the penalty i, no, I yeah i think they ha- kind of had to do it though just to kind of justify how the last month and a half has gone with uh, with the F1 stewards and everything. It was one of those things they couldn't just sit back on because people would have questioned and be like, well, why wasn't that a penalty? Even though he had already lost the race. Um, yeah. Yeah, you got to keep the consistency, I guess. Yeah. But this one is sort of clear, right? I mean, he yeah, for sure. made a mistake, punted Max off the track. Luckily, Max was able to recover. I don't know how. I don't know well, how he didn't stall in the gravel, first well, of all. Well, there's anti-stall. Yeah, but Giovinazzi couldn't get back Well, going. yeah, I guess he got bogged down and he... Because what happens is you, your wheels spin, and then it kind of creates a, a platform, you know, so your wheels aren't really aren't grabbing anything. Guys, it's grabbing air. It's because yeah. Red Bull gives you wings. <laughs> <laughs> That's Rich Energy's problem. That's true. That is true. Good. Yeah. That, that would like be a good commercial. <laughs> that would be a great commercial for Red Bull. And if they steal your idea, you should sue them. <laughs> Red Bull, if you're listening, <laughs> hire that man. Has some couple uh, good ones today. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know what's weird? I've lo- I've been reading online. A lot of people thought it was Max Verstappen's fault for that incident. I don't know if you guys have really? seen the same thing. Who said that? The ones that the Vettel penalty was justified? Yes. Um, <laughs> probably the same people. But it was the people basically saying, I think they were saying Max went left, and then he went right, and then he went back to left. And I think at that point, when he went back to left, uh, Max... Uh, Vettel was expecting him to stay in the right lane, and that's why he basically went like bombarded forward, thinking he would get the left inside. But no, but Vettel was switching over to the right side. Yeah, he, like he he was making that move to the right side to try and pass. But what happens is, and we saw the same scenario. Thank God for your F one YouTube videos. Um, I forget who was what video it was. I was saying this, but anyways, it was basically kind of the same incident as it was with the two Red Bulls in Baku. Where right. Yeah. There's no downforce on the front wing of the trailing car. So in Baku, Ricardo, in England or Britain, sorry, um, Vettel. Then you know, it's it's harder for the car to stop, and it's just prone, more prone to lockups. So I think that was the issue there. Um, it happens. It happens. Like yeah. that's just like a, it happened yeah. to Ricardo. Like I'm sure Max has done the same thing in the past. Who knows from whenever? Like. It happens. Um, so it, it's just 
It's an incident that uh, Glad Max kept going. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Vettel deserved the ten seconds. I thought maybe they'd just give him five seconds. Probably five would have been enough. I think five is enough. But yeah. whatever, ten. It doesn't matter in the end. Um. Yeah. I mean, all class to Vettel to for. You know, as soon as he got out of his car, went up to Max and apologized. Oh, did as, he? Yeah, as oh, yeah, he's getting yeah. out of his car. Oh, because on the radio, he was like, what was he doing? Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> that's on the radio, the and, I think, yeah. and I think he saw the incident afterwards, and he was like, yeah, that's totally my yeah. fault. And he yeah. went up to Max right after the race. I think Max was still getting out of his car at oh, this okay. point. And he's like, yeah, no, he's like, that's totally my fault. I apologize. Like, yeah. And yeah. He, it happens. You're yeah. Ra- you're it's racing. racing. At you're going to crash. Yeah, you're racing at 200 plus kilometers per hour at, at one point. It's somebody's going to make a little mistake and it's going to lead to it. Yep. Um, but yeah, I hold nothing against them. You know, it's 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 a racing incident, but... It is a racing incident. Yeah, so it should happen. I, I was thoroughly impressed with both of their reactions, actually. Yeah. And again, another kudos to Max Verstappen because I think maybe two, three years ago, he would have been absolutely fuming after the race looking to punch... Maybe in Bra- Ocon style. Brazil <laughs> yeah. last year. Um, but, you know, he got out of the car and was like, yeah, you know, talk to Seb. And he apologized and, you know, he, he, he manned up about it. And he's like, that rats racing, you know, stuff like that. Like, he was, like, almost he, so cool yeah. about it. He was cool about it. And he, used to, he even said, he's like, I'm surprised I got my car to the yeah. finish line. And he was like, I, you know, like, it felt weird. But I'm so shocked that I actually managed to finish this race. So, yeah, yeah. yeah like you said, a few years ago, we would have seen him really pissed off about the incident. But I think... He's growing up, you know. He's he's learning that he can't be like that his entire life, and he's got to accept that sometimes, you know, shit just happens, and you know, it's racing. You're you're going to yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's like we saw that all weekend, you know, with, with the way Federer took his loss too, just with <laughs> yeah. absolute class <laughs> yeah, and yeah. grace. And I mean, when you think about it, like I said, it would have been completely fine for him to just be completely in tears or just so super emotional, but. It's the same with these other elite drivers as well. It's they're able to take these sort of big moments, like Vettel especially, the last two years with the amount that he's gone through to be able to just man up and congratulate Lewis or to admit his mistakes because he's had plenty of them. And, yeah, i I just really impressed with these guys. Yeah, me too. You uh, say that, but everyone's just going to think back to the Montreal Grand Prix incident. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Like, it, <laughs> I, 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 I would I get sick of that. Was him. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean I would too, but I'm just saying that's what people are gonna remember for this year's good Vettel from Montreal Grand Prix. They well, they should remember yeah. the fact that he should have won that race because yeah, exactly. the steward stole it from him because of a stupid penalty. So, yeah, that, nothing's gonna change my <laughs> opinion about that. I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> so, um, but it, it does beg the question: well, What's been happening with Sebastian Vettel the last few races? Because since Canada, he's been on a horrible run of form. Maybe you know, the worst form in, in his career, maybe since 2014 in Red Bull. I mean, he hasn't um, won yet. Yeah. Well, he has won. Yes. In, yes, in he our has hearts, won. In our hearts, Everyone's he has like, won. <laughs> well, he did cross the line first. That's yeah, all I'm going to that, say. That, that's true. So, that is true. Um, <laughs> but since Canada, he hasn't qualified, I think, higher than fifth. Yeah, I think he's finished kinda, higher than, what, fourth maybe? I think he needs a summer break to just kind of – Chill out. He's going to his home Grand Prix. He needs a good finish. Isn't he having a wedding? His wedding, or he had. That's the problem. He got married. (laughs) That's the mistake, Seb. He got married. He's already sick of it. (laughs) Is he already married, or is he getting married? He already got married. He got married between Canada and France. Ah, okay. But he was with. I think they were in a long-term relationship, so it was just like I guess just to make it official. It wasn't a big thing, right? So you don't really expect that with uh, with Vettel. But uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think he could use a a couple of weeks away from F1. 
I think the problem with him is that since Canada, there was probably still some hope that Ferrari could challenge in the championship. Yeah. And he probably pulled out one of the best qualifying laps of his career to get pole, controlling the race. Yeah, he did make the mistake, but the way that all went down, he was probably frustrated with himself. It just kind of left a really sour taste in his mouth, and he just wasn't been, he can't get up for F1 that same way when he knows that we're not going to be fighting for the race win. Yeah. yeah. And in big picture, he knows there's no way we're going to win the championship again. So look back to the last two years, you know, 2017, 2018 could have won the championship. It was so close. He had to accept a tough loss. Now in 2018, 2019, he's having to accept another tough loss. And the fact that I can't challenge for the championship this year. So I think that all just culminates into this, like, eh, you know, like, yeah, it's still fun to drive the cars, but the competition isn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the balance of the car is there. He's complaining a lot about that, and, and that doesn't suit his driving style because he's used to, uh, you know, a car that has a lot of rear stability. And in the past years, he's had it. Now he doesn't, and that's very difficult to adapt. Whereas, let's say, Leclerc is still two years into the sport, so it's a lot easier for him. So yeah. uh, I think you're right. I think a few weeks away might help him clear his mind. I also think that just a year, like, the off season will help him clear his mind, and then hopefully 2020 will bring a positive or a, a, a competitive car that's going to challenge. But I still don't think he's going to retire. He's still young. No, and I don't think he's going to retire either. Yeah, I, I just think that his think mission is set five. on yeah, set he, on winning with Ferrari too. <laughs> yeah, he wants to pull what Michael Schumacher did and win with Ferrari, right? I think yeah, that's what he wants. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, it's just one of those things where little little things get in the way, and that it all just snowballs into eventually this big incident with. With Verstappen, mm-hmm. which was a misjudgment of a braking zone, and unfortunately, you know, <laughs> he's an easy one to to hate on because he had so many mistakes, yeah. right? And he's kind of lost his touch with terms of wheel to wheel racing. We, it, it must be said, um, you know, he's not one of the top three, maybe even top five wheel to wheel racers right now, because of the incidents that we've seen the last couple of years. So he's still a world champion, so don't underestimate him. I, I think that he will win a race at some point this year. But uh, I think he can't wait for the summer break at this point. No, I think you're right. He's going to win at Germany. It would be huge. That'd be good. <laughs> That's where it all went wrong last year. So it'd be nice to rewrite that Yeah, shit. it would be. Imagine, uh, and then he comes back and wins the title. Wow. Wow. <laughs> the only thing for Ferrari is, like, get lock out the front row in Monza and the rest of the season doesn't matter. No, it's true. You know what I mean? Like, or if they win their Monza. home race, yeah. that, that'll be good for them. Um, okay, so a couple more things. Uh, just, I mean, we quickly talked about this uh, a couple minutes ago, but the midfield battles were really good. Yeah, they were. Yep. The midfield battles were really good. Uh, you know, Kvyat, Ricardo, Lando Norris, Carlos Sainz, they, they were all getting their elbows out, and, and it was great racing. Um, you know, Danny Kvyat, hats off to him from going, I think, started like P19. Yeah, 17, 18. 17, somewhere around there yeah, to right get right. To, to ninth. Um, yeah. Raikkonen as well, I think, uh, finished uh, eighth. Yep. Yeah. He, he had a good race as well. It was interesting seeing Kimi drive the 1950 Alpha yeah. in, uh, <laughs> in the beginning of the the race. Uh, that was cool. Um, but, yeah, the, I really enjoyed the midfield battles. And, and, again, it's a shame that we can't see it more often in the race. It'd be cool. If, I don't know if you can do it with F1 TV, but to just get, like, a midfield track mix and just be able to, like, look at that mm-hmm. the rest of the race. Because the, the top two were kind of already decided it wasn't going to change. So it would have been nice to just go to the midfield or and just see have these like guys. An onboard, like you have access to the onboards of each team, right? Or each driver would be pretty cool. You pay a subscription for that. And you you have it on F1 TV. It's just do? not available in Canada. Oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> um, I, I'm glad to see that that there is some sort of midfield battle this year, though, because 
Last even though Mercedes was, yeah. is like running away with things, like we have something to keep track on. Um, it was a great kind of race throughout, through and through the midfield, all the way down to, you know, Hulkenberg and uh, I forget who finished twelfth. But I think, uh, uh, Perez, Perez or Stroll? No, Perez. Right Stroll was thirteenth. Was Alexander Albon? Oh yeah, thanks. Oh, there you go. Albon, yeah, that's who I was thinking of, uh, who had a great race as well. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, pretty much from 12th all the way up to 6th, 7th, 8th, somewhere around there. It was fantastic to watch, and hopefully we have more of that coming forward. Yeah, Germany was really unpredictable <coughs> last year, so we'll, we'll see what happens this season. Um, haven't had a wet race in a while, so it would be maybe nice to get mm. another one of those again. But, yeah, it's good. I mean, two two really exciting races on the trot. And, you know, the last kind of three out of four races have been have been a positive step forward, even though Mercedes have won the majority of them again. So are we not going to talk about Roman? Rocha? What, spinning in the pit lane? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Well, I saw a meme of that where it's like... Uh, Erickson did hit him all well, the way. <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> All the way from the U.S. Erickson from IndyCar. Uh, I saw one where it was like uh, Red Bull gives you wings and then rich energy, and it was like picture Grosjean <laughs> without a, a front wing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I that's read one, strange. I read one that's like Roman Grosjean. I'm I, I'm gonna do a donut. No, Roman, don't do a donut. No, I'm gonna do one in the pit right now. <laughs> I've never seen that before. I don't think I've ever seen that before. <laughs> I've seen people spin a pit lane, but. Not get knock their front wing. <laughs> I just saw him on T. He's like, mate, I just spun in the pit lane. <laughs> I love how he says mate before everything. Yeah. Too. And then like, if he get another team, real message is like, like F F F F F S S S. I'm surprised he wasn't like, mate, could you report that guardrail to the stewards? Mate, did you see that? The guardrail definitely hit me. Oh, what, mate? What, mate? What is he thinking, mate? <laughs> Mate, that green light was too bright. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Boy. poor Roman. Yeah. Uh, Wait, was it at the exit or the entry? Exit. Exit? exit? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it is pretty steep, you know, so. I mean, cold tires. I understand <laughs> I mean, why you spin. And it's just a Red Bull and a Ferrari managed to make it through that, and then <laughs> he fucked it up. So there's there's got to be there's gotta, something wrong with the, uh, with the car at that point. There's some issue with it, at least. Well, they went back to their spec Australia, which they actually... like. That's hilarious. That's when you know it's really bad. It's like, man. <laughs> I've never seen a team go back to their original car oh setup God. concept for the beginning of the year. Yeah. that's It's pretty Just bad. Go back to last year's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honestly. Put last year's front wing on it. Hopefully nothing. <laughs> no one notices. Jesus. Yeah. It was a, t- it was a double DNF, right? Uh, yeah. Double DNF. Because they hit each other. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I remember that now. I saw that. I think... Uh, Gunter said uh, the only way it could have – what was he like? The only way the weekend could have been better or – he said something along like they should have brought a shovel to just dig themselves out of the hole that they're <laughs> in right now or something like that. But, yeah, he was not happy. Um, I can't wait to see the F1 documentary It's going to be great this oh year. Oh, my God. It's going to be really with interesting. Gunter and with, now with Rich Energy being like, yeah. what the fuck? I just want to see that reaction to him That's like a two part yeah. too. That's like a two-part episode just awesome. Rich Energy. Be gotta be yeah make, Especially, it, make it a 20 part series this year <laughs> i hope they cover every race this year yeah just you a, know what that'd be pretty cool because last year they only did like ten? six episodes eight no, episodes ten? i don't think, I think it, was it was seven wasn't it seven I or eight know. i don't know but yeah there's a lot of great storylines now but i think haas is going to be another good one yeah it will be and people want to see more gunter steiner so netflix is going to be all over it oh it'll be 
hounding him. The conference calls between Gunter and the Rich Energy CEO. Oh, give it to me. <laughs> Uncensored. I would just love to hear that. Uh, he's great. Uh, we'll, we'll get him on the podcast one day. Oh, that'd be... <laughs> I don't think you'd get anyone better on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, but Max, uh, maybe. Yeah, well, that would be not bad. Maybe. One day. One day. One day. Well, we'll work on it. Get to that <laughs> thousand subs, and then we'll get in that club. Yeah, we will. You know, they. I don't think they talk to you unless you're at least one thousand. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um. What about uh, anything else uh, from the race uh, that uh, you guys wanted to talk about? I think we kind of covered uh, most of all. The everything. only thing we didn't talk about is for uh, racing point. Force India. <laughs> Force India. Um. Is there much no, to talk about no, them, though? Nothing special. Perez They're crashed. Their introduced um, didn't do well. He did finish, though, right? He did finish. He did finish, yeah. They're introducing a new car in Germany, so... Are they? Yeah, like oh, a nice. new brand car. new. Not even, like, upgrades. A new car. Yeah, it's going to be, like, green. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't know. They said it was going to be, like, all new upgraded, everything. It's just going to be new. It's going to be different. <laughs> Imagine they're just, like, top three you know, nowhere in Germany. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, that'll be interesting. We'll have to keep a tab on that for our Germany preview. Yeah, so I, I'll try and find out exactly what new bits are going on the car, but I've heard it was like they're just bringing a new car. So Interesting. It'd be funny if they had like a Racing Point road car, and that's yeah. what they're talking about. Like <laughs> New trailer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like the way Aston Martin, uh, they debuted that, uh, was it the Valkyrie at uh, at Silverstone? Oh, do they actually oh, geez, do that? It looks great. looks amazing. it. I don't know if it's a if it's a road car or if it's meant for like race. I mean, it looks like a racing car, but I guess they're selling it. But mm. yeah, they think they worked with Red Bull to develop the car a little bit. So oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Looks that amazing. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Red Bull had the 007 also going. James I Bond. Yeah, was there. I did see that. That yeah. was nice. Cool. Done. Their race suits are really cool. With yeah, the, with the tie. tie. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. That was well done. That was neat. Inaccurate though, because uh, 007 usually wears bow ties. That's true. I thought, they w- I thought it was a bow tie. Was it a bow tie? I thought it was just a regular tie. I'm going to look this up right yeah, now. Yeah, I thought it was a bow tie. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was – I don't know what ex- – I think it was because James Bond drives Aston Martins, right? Yeah, that was yeah, the yeah, whole, that, that yeah. was the okay. whole thing, yeah. yeah cause Is I there saw a new James Bond movie coming out eventually? Yeah, whatever. Whatever. You know, I always <laughs> wondered how that worked. Like, it's different people playing the same character? Like, Correct. They're all different 007s. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's It's an ancient name. Oh, is I, it? Yeah. yeah but like James, James Bond, Bond, Bond. Was, yeah. Yeah, it's an ancient name. Somebody's given the name of James Bond in 007. I didn't, haven't seen it's it. I haven't seen the movie, so I can't. I don't think it works like that in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there's only one Jason There's Bourne. eight of them. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. There Either is. way, guys, I'm pretty sure James Bond is based off, like, a real agent from, like, the 50s, whereas Jason Bourne's just made up. Yeah, but Jason, Jason Bourne is so real, much bro. more cool. Like when Jason that Bourne other guy played so him. So much cooler. That was an insult. Uh, what's no, but name? he didn't play him. <laughs> oh, excuse me. He didn't play him. He played his buddy. Yeah, but it was like, it was still called uh, Born Something. Yeah. Like the fact that they even used the name was just disrespectful. It was totally a bow tie. You're right. Was? I take you my go. comment back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. I think it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was neat, a yeah, neat little thing. Um, but yeah, I think that about does it. Yeah, uh, excuse our coughing throughout this podcast. Yeah, there's mine. something going around. There's it's something going around in Ottawa right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm f- sick in the summer. It's horrible. Yeah, it is awful. Brutal. But uh, yeah, anyways, still trugging along. Um, so we got Germany coming up. We'll have, uh, uh, yeah, just under the weather this weekend. Wasn't able to get the power rankings ready. 
So we'll have that for um, we'll do one like before the German Grand Prix. Yeah. And then we'll we'll start to do the regular schedule uh, after each race. Okay. Um, so we got the German Grand Prix preview coming up. That will be next week. Um, and then we'll see if we're going to be doing a recap because I'll be away for about a week or so. But uh, we'll see if we can get a recap for you guys uh, out at some point after that race. And then I think we got only one more race after that, and it's the summer break, right? I believe so. It's just Germany in the summer break, right? I thought it was Germany-Hungary. Yeah, I think Hungary is the beginning of August, like 4th or something. I think so. Let's find out. I got it in my calendar. But uh, actually, just on the summer break, it, it, it would be a good thing to uh, maybe do a, a question and answer. Oh, yeah. Hungary is back-to-back. Yeah. August 2nd to, yeah. uh, to the 4th. Perfect. Yeah, so we got an August race. And then we'll have to be hungry for more F1 <laughs> races after the summer break. Uh, good one. Woo! <laughs> 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 Nailed it. Uh, um, what did you say it was the 4th, right? August 2nd to the 4th. 2nd yes. to the 4th, yeah. Okay. And then the summer break, I think, comes back uh, beginning of September. Six, yeah. Yeah, it's for Belgium. Like three months, three months, three weeks. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, so for the summer break, uh, maybe we'll get uh, you guys to uh, send us some questions in, and then we'll do a kind of one-off uh, podcast just answering all your questions. Yeah. Um, just in the middle of summer break, so we have uh, some more content going out. So get those questions in. Uh, you can include it in the comments below in this video. Uh, you can send it through Twitter. Uh, at tbmf one show or uh, you could also do it on facebook or by email whatever works for you um for some reason my twitter notifications don't always come in for our account but i'll try and get that fixed yeah but we always check it every now and again so uh yeah any questions uh i mean really even doesn't have to be about f1 maybe it could just be uh ask me anything type of thing yeah and uh we'll have some fun with it so get all those questions in you can ask more than one question if you want and uh, we'll get all those answered in a separate podcast during the summer break Sounds good to me. Good. Yeah. All right. Should be good. Ask those questions. Great. Okay. We're still on the push for 1,000, guys. So share it with your friends and help us get over that milestone of 1,000 subscribers. Thanks to all the new ones as well and all of our old listeners that have been with us since the beginning. Day one. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate all the support. And yeah, we'll see you for the German uh, preview. Have a good day. Thank you.